Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My grandma lives in El Salvador. And as many might know, it's not really the safest country out there. There's a lot of drugs, kidnappings, and really violent related crimes out there. There's many people who live in fear and many kidnappings and murders that go unreported for the fear of being next. This is sadly true, as the story I'm about to tell unfortunately went unreported. It all happened one night in 2017, around 8pm. It's important to know that the area where my grandma lives is very secluded. There's not many houses nearby and it's full of trees, rocks, and some small cliffs. Having said this, one night my grandma was outside the house like she usually was and she was talking to my mother. Everything was going as usual until about five minutes after hanging up the phone, she heard a car approaching. Cars passing by wasn't an unusual thing since the street in front of my grandma's house leads to other neighborhoods. It wasn't until the car had made a stop right outside my grandma's house that got her attention. She heard the car door open, but she was unable to see clearly since it was very dark and the street didn't have street lights at the time. She then heard a person running towards her porch and then started slamming it. My grandma was then able to see that it was a young woman in her early 20s wearing jeans and a blouse. My grandma at first thought it was her niece who lived nearby and had asked her, Allison, is that you? The young woman then desperately responded by saying, Please let me in. They're following me. Please let me use your phone. My grandma, having been scared, told her that she couldn't help her and that she didn't know her and it would be too dangerous to do so. The woman then looking at her with a scared look then started running in the opposite direction, trying to hide and get away from the men. My grandma then heard more people getting out of the car and then started running after the woman, all while yelling, Come back here, you bitch! My grandma quickly ran inside and locked all the doors. A few minutes later, she heard the car engine start and then drove off. My grandma wasn't able to sleep that well that night, wondering what happened to the woman. All she could do was pray and hope that she wasn't caught and was able to escape. Well, the next morning around 2 p.m., she saw the same exact car drive by and stop by the same location as the night before. One man got out of the car and started searching the area, kind of like he lost something. He was probably just looking for anything the woman left behind. After a few minutes of searching and no findings, the man gave up and drove off the same way he left yesterday, and he was never seen again. To this day, we don't know who that woman was, who those men were, or what happened to her. Again, my grandma didn't report it because of her fear of being trailed and killed, as that was a usual occurrence there. My grandma believes that the woman was most likely kidnapped while being in the carnival that was going on at the time judging by her clothes. Nothing can be said for certain, and we still have no idea what happened to that woman. All I can say is, if she was actually taken by these men, I really hope that she managed to get away. I can't even begin to imagine just how frightening something like that would be.
This is the story of the time that my friend and I were almost kidnapped. This all happened in the fourth grade, so the year was 2004. We were 10 years old. My friend, let's call her Danny and I, were walking home from our elementary school. We lived nearby, pretty much across the street and a couple blocks down, but we decided to take a longer route than we referred to as the back way because it was a sunny and warm spring day. We didn't walk home often, but for some reason we did this day, and we decided to walk together because we were really good friends and we lived near each other. So anyway, we're walking along this one road that's a little more secluded than the other roads in this area, and it's also far less driven on as well. Danny was talking about something enthusiastically, and I was just listening and nodding. Then I happen to look up ahead of us, and I see a man watering plants in what I assumed was his front yard. He was a white man, older, maybe in his 50s. He had graying hair, glasses, and about 5 foot 10. He was wearing a white polo, beige slacks, and leather shoes. I remember thinking that he looked like he just got home from work in an office, because that attire was the exact thing my dad wore to work. I remember thinking that it was kind of funny. When my dad watered plants after work, he had always changed into different clothes and not stay in his work clothes. Anyway, while observing the scene and as Danny blabbed on, I also noticed the man kept looking at us and smiling as we approached. It made me uncomfortable. I felt like it was strange that a 50-year-old man kept glancing and smiling at young girls that he didn't know. I knew what kind of behaviors were appropriate or inappropriate, even at that age. Since I felt uncomfortable, I decided to interrupt Danny. Hey, let's walk on the other side of the road. I told her. Um, okay, but why? She asked me, kind of confused. Well, that guy up there, he seems kind of weird. He just keeps looking at us and smiling. And I don't know, I just don't want to pass right by him. I explained. What? He's just watering his plants. Danny replied. Yeah, but he's just giving me a weird feeling. I said. Well, he'll notice if we switch sides of the road, and that'd be kind of rude, was Danny's argument. Shaking my head, I rolled my eyes and gave up. Danny kind of called the shots in our friendship. I was definitely more shy and quiet between the two of us. So anyway, Danny keeps chatting, and we pass the man. I felt super uneasy and nervous as we passed him. I couldn't shake the feeling like something bad was going to happen. As we passed, the man then said, Hi, girls. I didn't respond. Danny chirped back. Hello. And we kept walking. Normally when you think something bad is going to happen and then it doesn't, you feel a rush of relief, right? Well, even after we passed the man, I still had a bad feeling. Suddenly, in less than a minute of passing the man, we heard the loud screech of car tires. Danny and I whipped around and looked back. We saw a small black car that had come out of nowhere. The black car had pulled out quickly and was stopped diagonally in the road. The man we had passed who had dropped the hose in his fake plant watering act by now shouted at the person in the car, then sang, Go after those two! and pointed right at us. My stomach dropped out of my butt to say the least. Danny was completely frozen in fear. I, on the other hand, was luckily prepared for something bad to happen. In what seemed like slow motion, I grabbed Danny's hand and then yanked her behind me as we then took off, sprinting down the road. I turned left down a smaller street with a cul-de-sac, remembering that instant that another classmate and friend of ours lived on this road. 
We'll call her Emily. Without hesitating, I ran straight into Emily's backyard, upper deck, and through her back door into her dining room. Still dragging half-frozen Danny behind me, Emily and her older sister sat at their dining room table, having an after-school snack. They looked up at us in shock, since we just stormed into their house unannounced and panting. I slammed the door and locked it, immediately explaining to our friend what had just happened. They let us stay there for a little while as we tried to calm down and waited for the man in the black car to go away. We never looked outside to see if they were around, nor did we look back when the man yelled at the car to come after us. So to this day, I have no idea if they chased us or searched for us, or anything else. After a while at Emily's house, Danny and I cut through a couple backyards and walked home to our houses. It was probably a dumb idea, but we were 10 after all. We told both of our parents what happened, but I don't really remember their reaction. In all honesty, I don't think my parents really took it very seriously. We live in an extremely safe town, and nothing like this ever happened. Even to this day. At least, not that we've heard in the news or anything. Anyway, that was that. And unfortunately, I don't even think my mom reported it to the police. We never saw that man or the black car again, and we didn't walk that same way for a long time. My best guess is the man and his partner in the black car were tracking young girls in the area. Maybe for ransom. Maybe for human trafficking. Who knows? But they saw Danny and I as the perfect opportunity. He watched where we were going and staged the scene of him grabbing a hose and pretending to be watering the plants in some random person's yard and then had the black car hide nearby. He tried to smile and be friendly and get us to stop or talk to him. But since we didn't, he acted fast and told his partner to get to us. Thank God we got away, and for my quick thinking in that moment. Throughout my life, I've had more eerily bad feelings like this that come out of the blue, but end up helping me in a scary situation that same day or week. I feel like I may get premonitions that always seem to protect me in dire times. Whatever it is, deep intuition or a psychic ability somehow, I'm very thankful for it. Stay safe out there. Hey everyone, apologies for the brief interruption from the stories, but I want to thank today's sponsor HelloFresh for sponsoring this video. With HelloFresh you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays can be hectic. But HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and cleanup so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and family. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. I think what I love about HelloFresh so much personally is how much time it saves me in the kitchen, especially on nights when I'm going to the gym and I just don't really feel like cooking when I get home. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Dinner14 and use code Dinner14 for up to 14 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Dinner14 and use code Dinner14 for up to 14 free meals and 3 free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. This happened back in 2013 when I was 13 years old. We had just moved to a new neighborhood where, for the most part, we had some pretty great neighbors. 
but the neighbor across the street just really made me uncomfortable. For the sake of this story, we'll call him John. Now, John was about in his mid-40s when we moved in. We didn't know this at the time, but he was a registered sex offender. There were a few times when he did little things that kind of creeped me out. For example, my little sister and I were walking to the bus stop at the end of our street. John then got inside his little beat-up rusty car and followed us. Once it caught up to us, he then said, Hey, do you girls need a ride? I can give you a ride if you need one. My little sister was seven years old at the time and trusted him. Me being older and a little more wise to the situation, then said back, No, it's just up the street. We can walk. He scoffed and said okay, and then turned around and sped back to his house. There was also another incident where my sister and I were walking back to our house from the bus stop. I stopped and waved at him, and he waved back, but he didn't stop staring at us until we were already in the house. But this last one, well, this is the sole reason we ended up moving out. This happened about a year later when I was 14 and my sister was 8. My sister was sick this day, so she didn't go to school. Anyways, when I was walking home from the bus stop, I had noticed John's car trailing behind me. I stop and turn around. He stops right next to me and he asks me if I want to ride home. I firmly tell him no and start speed walking back to the house. I then turn around to see him get out of his car, holding something. Fearing for the worst, I then ran as fast as I could back to my house. I turned around only once when I made it to the door. I saw him running right at me with a hammer in his hand. I ran inside the house, slammed the door, and screamed for my mom. My sister and mom came downstairs, and I'm explaining what had just happened. My mom then tells me and my sister that we're going to move and get away from this guy. A little while later, I was in my room going more in depth on what happened with my sister. She then tells me, I think he's pretty creepy too. While you were at school, I saw him staring at me from his window. I'm 19 now, and my sister's 13. Every now and then, we'll still bring up John and what happened, or what could have happened. So yeah, John, thanks for almost kidnapping me when I was only 13 years old and making me really paranoid. Thanks for that. This happened on my 16th birthday. I had two of my best friends stay the night, who we'll call Anna and Ella. My mom was out with her friends and she wouldn't be home for quite a while. When my friends arrived, we settled in and it was around 1 when our friends asked to hang out at the park a few blocks from my house. We then got dressed and headed out. We were a bit nervous going by ourselves since I don't really live in the best neighborhood, but we figured that we'd be fine since there were three of us. We hung out with our friends for about an hour or two and started to head back. On our way back, there was a white car with tinted windows, and it was driving past us very slowly. We didn't really think too much of it because stuff like that just kind of happens all the time. We continued walking until Ella noticed that the car was turning around and was now heading back right towards us. This is when we started to panic. I wanted to run, but Anna suggested we hide since it was a long straight street and it would be pretty easy to catch up to us. We hid in some bushes near a fence, hoping they would drive past us. Me and Ella couldn't really see anything since Anna was in front of us. We heard the car getting closer, then it stopped. 
The driver must have seen us because Anna started whispering, saying the car was parked, and that it was a man getting out, and he was walking right towards us. I remember hearing the fear in her voice and my body shaking. I genuinely thought that I was going to have to fight for my life. Anna started speaking louder, saying we need to run. I froze, and that's when Anna started running. I quickly snapped out of it and then started running with Ella right behind me. The man started yelling out to us, telling us to come here. That's when I heard at least two other voices, then saying, Hurry the fuck up. Grab them. We didn't stop. We didn't even look behind us. We ran all the way back to my house. I wanted to cry. We were really paranoid all night long, wondering if they saw us go into my house. I still wonder to this day what would have happened to us if Ella didn't turn around to see the car coming back, or what would have happened to me if I just stood there frozen like that. I'm a 37-year-old female, and this event took place in northeastern Washington in the summer of 2020. For a little bit of background, I have Autism Spectrum Disorder, formerly known as Asperger's Syndrome, and my older brother is autistic as well. We both still live with our parents. So when COVID hit, my dad and I would only go out to get groceries or other supplies that we needed for the house. Not only for the safety for ourselves, but also for my brother and mother as well. This was one of those days. We took a trip to the grocery store on our usual day of the week to get our weekly groceries. I had just put my mask on and I got out of the truck. Meanwhile, my dad did his usual routine of locking the canopy on his truck while I went on ahead a bit and waited for him. While I was waiting, I suddenly had a really uneasy feeling like I was being watched. That's when I then began taking in my surroundings. Looking around the parking lot, I noticed a white van that was parked not too far away from us. The way it was parked, the back of the van faced in my direction, and the driver's seat sat a woman. Her hair was completely pulled back in a ponytail, so I could see her face very clearly. She looked rather normal, so I wondered why she even caught my attention in the first place. I almost dismissed what I was feeling, thinking that I was just being paranoid, when I noticed her eyes locking in on me. Not only that, but she's leering at me as well, her gaze growing more and more intense. Her smile became broadened and even creepy as well, as if she were a predator sighting her prey. I was frozen in place. I could feel chills radiating up my spine. I've never felt like this before, ever. I could feel the absolute panic growing inside me. Sudden and rapid thoughts of being abducted flashing through my mind at a rapid rate my heartbeat racing. It was then that my dad suddenly appeared beside me. To my absolute horror, she confirmed my suspicions. For the instant she saw my dad with me, she whipped right around in her seat as if she had been caught, and she didn't once look my way again. Even as my dad and I made our way across the parking lot and into the store, once we got inside and grabbed our carts, I looked out the window to see if she was following us. To both my absolute relief yet horror, she and the van had totally vanished. I told my dad what happened after we came home later that day, but he thought I was just being paranoid. My mother, on the other hand, took it more seriously. She was really relieved that I didn't even walk further ahead, or else I might not be here to tell her what happened, and she was happy that I came home in one piece. What's even more disturbing is that all of this happened during the daylight hours. This experience made me realize that scary things don't just happen at night. 
It really can't happen at any time of the day. And I don't know about you, but that's scary as hell to me.